Hey there, thanks for joining us for today's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you're here. You're about to hear an incredible message from our pastor, Terry Haight. But before we get started, we'd like you to consider partnering with us. Our heart is to spread Jesus' message of hope to the world. If you'd like to sow into that mission, please visit hermesonassembly.com and click the Give button. Thank you so much for your generosity. Now enjoy this message. Oh man, good morning. Uh, so great to be with you. I, I don't know what, what, what I can say. I mean, God's already spoken this morning and, and has, has worked uh, in lives. And uh, man, it's, there, there's times I just feel like I just need to get out of the way, right? <laughs> but uh, just, just real quick, uh, a couple commercials. Uh, make sure you stop by my table just on the outside. If anything, there's mint in, uh, on my table. Uh, make sure your breath smells good. But uh, <laughs> um, on there are a few things. Uh, one that I, I am great, uh, humbled to be a part of. Uh, there's, there's about 20 Youth Alive missionaries across our great nation. And uh, uh, there's not enough, to be honest with you. Um, but there was about eight of us that came together last school year and, and felt like we needed to write a book um, that helps students start conversations with other students on their school campus. Uh, I've been in youth ministries now for about 20 years, and I always get the same question from youth pastors, from youth leaders, uh, from students that even were in my ministry, is how do I even have a conversation about God? How do I even start a conversation? And so we wrote a book, it's called God So Loved, and it's specifically taking the scripture verse in John 3, 16, which I'll talk about uh, in just a moment. Uh, but God so loved the world, but being more specific with, with different groups on their school campus. And uh, there was about eight of us that, that wrote this book together. Uh, we actually just, uh, we broke the top 50 in youth ministry books on Amazon uh, not just recently. <laughs> But uh, I, I have found that even adults are enjoying this book because it, it represents any student that walks into student ministries or into our churches represents somebody that's in this book. And it gives us simple questions of how to start conversations. The two chapters that I, I was honored to write was God so loved the LGBT group on a school campus and God so loved uh, our leadership group on the school campus. And uh, so there's... Uh, personal stories in there with scripture verse and then each chapter ends with five conversation starter questions that students could use um, but uh, just pray uh, we're in the beginning stages of writing another book uh, it's going to be shorter than this uh, and it's just it's called I Dare You and it will come with a shirt that says I Dare You and the whole goal is for students to come up to other students and say you dare me to do what? Wide open door, right? And uh, so we're in the beginning stages of planning what that looks like. And uh, hopefully by March, April, it will be out. Uh, so God is doing amazing things across our, our state. Uh, the most important thing that you could grab off that table is our prayer card. Um, I'll introduce my family because they're on this uh, prayer card. Uh, you go ahead, pull up my family. You got, ah, oh, see there. Uh, my wife, uh, Carrie, uh, she, is, uh, she is a children's pastor at our church in Albany, Oregon. Uh, that's why my family's not here. Uh, so she's leading kids' church right now. 
And, uh, but she's, uh, she's hot, I'm just saying. <laughs> Can I say that? All right, I just did. Uh, my son, Nick, uh, he, he looks a lot older than what that photo, uh, he, he, he's in eighth grade. Uh, he wears size 12 shoes now. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the exciting, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm proud of him. Uh, he, he's a missionary himself uh, as far as reaching his school. Uh, he, he's one that kind of keeps to himself, but uh, this year God has really gotten, has rocked him, has challenged him outside of his comfort zone. Um, so he's, he's talented in baseball. Uh, he, he actually just told me the other day that he has a division one school that has started following him on social media. Uh, he has been playing, uh, he played in, uh, the Under Armour World Series in Florida, one of 66 players in the nation to be selected to go play there. So, yeah. What I'm excited about is that, um, during baseball season and also during fall ball, uh, he told his coaches that he will not be at practice on Wednesday nights because that's his youth group night. So we need, we need good, uh, good Christian athletes out there. Um, my daughter, Jalen, she's redhead, as you can see, and everything that comes with it. She has two things that are in that picture she does not have anymore, and that's uh, two bottom teeth. Uh, so uh, she, she lost her uh, second tooth this week, and uh, first grade, and she, she wants to take her Bible to school every day. So, and those are things as, as a parent, I know I'm a, I'm a missionary to school campuses. I, I don't, I want my kids to let God challenge them and equip them in his timing. And uh, they know what I do. Uh, I, I raise my kids uh, uh, with, with scripture, and, uh, but their relationship with God is their relationship with God. So I'm excited of what God's doing in their life. And then there's that dude right there. So, uh, but make sure that you grab a prayer card. Uh, just pray for us, um, especially my family, because they do have to live with me, so. <laughs> I, I just, Pastor Terry, I just want to say thank you so much for this week. Uh, it's just been an incredible week uh, just it, out here. And uh, the opportunity to share uh, my heart, my passion to reach 1 million students, K through 12 in the state of Oregon and Idaho. Um, that's my mission field. And we do that by partnering with churches and challenging people within the church to be part of the most strategic mission field that's out there. And that is our school campuses. And uh, I have found that the more that I get connected with schools and the more that I hear stories of teachers and school administrations, um, that every single one of us has a story. Um, Part of my story, I have a, I have a great story. Uh, I, I think back, especially days like this when it's raining, uh, growing up, I grew up in Santa Cruz, California. I am proof that God does move in California. Uh, God does save people. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, I made the joke one time that I, 
you know, God sent me to Oregon to be a missionary and someone said I had to move to Oregon to get saved. <laughs> but, um, I, I grew up in Santa Cruz and my, dad's, uh, my dad was a home missions pastor of a small church in Santa Cruz and across the street from our church was this empty lot. And when I was 16, uh, my first car was a 77 Toyota Silica hatchback. Um, it was, it was uh, black, uh, but it was more spray painted by the previous owner because it was burnt orange underneath. Um, I, it was a car that now I probably, I, I look back and go, that, I wouldn't mind having that car again. Um, but at the time I was like, really, really? Dad, really? <laughs> Why this car? Uh, but I would, my friends and I, we would go to this empty lot on days like today where it's raining and uh, where dirt becomes mud. And we would go, we would go into this empty lot and we would enjoy ourselves in this empty lot with our vehicles yeah, that weren't necessarily meant to go through mud puddles. Um, but we had fun, you know, we were, we were young. And uh, I, I remember specifically after this one, one day, we, we spent a few hours in this field and, um, and a couple days afterwards, uh, my car just wasn't running right. And we were pretty good. We would, after we would spend some time in the mud, we'd go to our, my friend's house that was right around the corner and we would hose off our car, get rid of all the evidence. We would open up the, the, the hood and we'd make sure that the engine was clean. And uh, a few days later, my car just was still not running right. And, and I, I told my dad, I said, dad, I hate my car. I, I need a new car. My dad's like, what's going on? I said, it just doesn't, it's not running right. It, it's kind of bogging. The engine sounds funny. And, uh, and he goes, well, let's, let's take it down to the shop. Let's pop the hood and, and let's see, let's see what's going on. I'm like, fine, fine. You know, let's just see what's going on. And then we could just sell it and, and get a new one. And uh, so we go down to the station and, and we pop the hood. My dad's looking in there. The engine just, and my dad's looking in there and, and uh, he goes, kind of looks back and, and looks at me. He goes, Wes, did you drive through a mud puddle lately? <laughs> and I was like, no. Not me. And he goes, son, are you sure? You know, it rained the other day. You didn't drive through a mud puddle. I said, no, dad, no. See, I was, I was pretty sure I got rid of all the evidence. I washed the outside, right? The engine was clean. We made sure that we, the engine was clean. And he goes, son, last time you could tell me, I'm not mad. I was your age once. Did you drive through a mud puddle? Did you drive through mud? I said, no, dad. And he just, he points up to underneath the hood that I forgot to wash. <laughs> and I was like, yes, dad. And what I found is we, we especially live in, in a culture that we, we like to pretty up. We like to, to look good. On the outside, we have a generation that um, I don't know how many times they, they'll take selfies of themselves and delete, selfie, delete, selfie, delete. And, and then they finally, after about 50 photos, uh, will put that one on there. And if they don't get so many likes right away, delete, 
right? <laughs> You're not supposed to call out names. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have a story. And I, 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 I am finding that the more that I'm connected with students and teachers and school administrations, they, they have stories. And, and once you finally get into it, there's, a, there's some dirt that's under the hood. And to be honest with you, what, what great example of what took place earlier today, right here. And that's exactly, we came in, we're all prettied up. And God's just saying, you know what, there's still some dirt under the hood that I want to take care of. And uh, I think about, um, well, it, it comes down to with Youth Alive, it's about students reaching students, but it's about us as a church getting to a place that we're at the right place at the right time to have God conversations. And with that, I want you to watch this video. Someone once told me that we aren't responsible for the weight of bringing our friends, the ones closest to us, to salvation. No, that weight isn't ours to bear. Our job is to listen, speak, and obey. But the weight that is ours is the responsibility of representing Jesus to our friends. We need to be the ones who serve, who build the bridge, and we need to live in such a way that causes those around us to want to cross it. It seems so small, so insignificant, but if the span of life could be viewed by a bird in the sky, that one moment, that small, seemingly insignificant obedience can be used to show them the truth. It's our responsibility to listen and speak. There is no greater mission field in your community than the local school campuses. It's the largest gathering of unsaved people in your community. I'm not talking about students, I'm talking about family units. It's the largest gathering. I don't think it's by chance that our God has created a place for students to have education. And I know students, you're sitting there like, I know, I get it. But it's the largest gathering. God has placed us, put you in a place so that you could reach your friends. But more importantly for us as a church to go to the largest gathering of unsaved people in our community and serve them. Wash their feet. Not literally. Maybe. <laughs> could be gross. But to wash their feet, to serve them. To show them the love of Jesus Christ. Our, our theme this week is any place, any price. So let me ask you, let me challenge you, any place, are you willing to go to a local school campus and to serve at any price? Not necessarily the financial price, but the time price, the love price, the patient price. Are you willing to go to the largest gathering of unsaved people in your community? We could sit here on Sundays and we could say that we want to reach our communities, but if we're not going to the most strategic mission field, I, man, I might be stepping on toes. I hope that's okay, pastor. But if we're not willing to go, and I, as simple as even just attending a sporting event, 
any price. Here's, here's $6 so I could go to a football game. Football game's over. So I could go to a basketball game. And just cheer on local students. Or you go to the middle school because it's free. <laughs> and just cheer on a generation that is looking for hope. Is looking for an older generation to love on them. To hear truth. To see truth. Romans 10, 13 through 15 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Are your feet beautiful this morning? How can a generation know who Jesus is unless we go to where they are? And I'm talking about your, your own homes, your, your neighborhood, your, your workplace. Your school campus may be different, all right? Teenagers, they have a school campus, but your campus may be your workplace. You are a missionary, and God has called you and has sent you. I think about, as I said, John 3.16, God so loved the world. We could probably say it together. How about we say it together? God so loved the world. That he gave his, that whoever. Uh, God so loved my parents. God so loved my siblings. God so loved my boss. God so loved my neighbor. Even my neighbor's dog that barks at midnight. God so loved that driver that cut me off. God so loved me. And I think about, I think about students that God so loved. Uh, I shared this story on Wednesday night with your youth that God so loved this seventh grade girl that I had the honor of hearing her story, the dirt under her, the hood of her life. After a community service, and, and she comes up, and, and she's, she's telling me her story. She's hiding her arms, and, and I finally see what was going on, and she has these fresh cuts all up and down her arm. And I'm thinking about just this, God so loved this young lady. That he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for this seventh grade girl. And I think about how God so loved this young lady that's in Klamath Falls that she would come to youth on Tuesday nights and, and she would go home to her home life and to her mom who was a drunk and alcoholic and she would beat her daughter for coming to church. And I think about this young lady that will look at me and say, Pastor Wes, I, I, I know the authorities, they're, they're trying to pull me out, but, but out of my home to keep me safe, but who's going to be the one to tell my mom who Jesus is? 
And I think about how God so loved this young lady so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross to walk with her through life situations so that she could be an example to her mom and her dad and her siblings of who Jesus is. And I think about how God so loved the students that have been challenged to be missionaries on their school campus so that they could be missionaries to start conversations with students who need to know the love of Jesus Christ and the joy that he is able to give us in tough times. And to be able to to live their life on their school campus for Jesus Christ. I am honored to be able to meet my heroes of the faith, teenagers that are willing to not just live one way at church, one way on Facebook, one way on Snapchat, one way on Twitter, one way at school, but they are consistent in living their life for Jesus Christ on all aspects. They're my heroes. And then I have the honor of meeting with school administrations and I think about how God so loved our school administrators. I think about uh, Dan, he's the principal at Pendleton High School that I had the honor of sitting down with uh, this, this last Wednesday morning. And there's nothing like getting to a place with a school administration, a principal, to where you could just sit down with him and it's like meeting and, and talking with your friend. That God has, has created opportunities and relationships for me and opened doors, especially this school year, to where I could just sit down with, with administrators that make decisions for thousands of young people. And to be able to, to call them friends. And it, it has nothing to do with who I am. It has everything to do with what God is doing across our state here in Oregon and also in Idaho. And so here I am Wednesday morning sitting down with the principal at Pendleton High School. And he's going, you know, Wes, it's been four years since I've had a motivational school assembly. And I'm ready for one. And so in April, April 19th, we're going to do a school assembly at Pendleton High School. And uh, we're going to open it up and probably book a lot of the middle schools in the surrounding area, Pilot Rock and so forth. And uh, it it just creates an opportunity to be able to get our foot in the door once again out here in Eastern Oregon. And I truly believe that Hermiston is right around the corner and Irrigan's right around the corner of being able to come into the schools and, and just present character education, which they're already teaching. But very much uh, when we do school assemblies, we include scripture verse without them knowing. South Albany High School, our theme that we weave through the the whole school assembly was bad company corrupts good character. Straight out of Corinthians. Nothing like hearing 1,400 students yelling out at the top of their lungs, bad company corrupts good character. I'm like, Corinthians. (laughs) But what that does is allow us to come in and, and, and have a presence in the local schools. And most importantly, it's the local people, the local churches that we bring on board. It's them that are presenting during the school assembly. It's their face that is consistent on the school campus. 
And so I'm excited of what God's doing. I think about Jervis High School last year. It's a small middle school, high school. They have a huge substance abuse issue. And uh, the freshman, sophomore class, um, many of them are dropping out of school. And the principal goes, Wes, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I need to have an emergency substance abuse school assembly. And so we threw a school assembly together and we came in and nothing like having a principal after a school assembly come up and I have this young lady talking to me. She goes, everything that you said, man, it, it meant so much to me. And he's standing behind her and he's going, this was for her. And he's jumping up and down. This is for her. You know, he was excited. And this young lady, just tears in her eyes. She says, everything you said really impacted me. I need to change my life. And, 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 and uh, he comes up and puts his arm around her and says, did you listen to what they had to say? She goes, yeah. Are you going to apply with, uh, what, what, they, what they talked about? And she goes, yeah, I need, I'm going to make a, a, a change in direction in my life. And, and he goes, good, good. She walks away and he goes, thank you so much. You remind me of why I got into education. This is why. How do we reach 1 million students in Oregon and Idaho? It's just coming alongside our schools and saying, how can I serve? It may be just a handful of you in this place saying, hey, in spring, we're going to go to every home softball game and cheer on the girls of the softball team. You might say, how does that make a difference? Because I guarantee you the God who parted the Red Sea to let a whole nation cross. I think, he, I think he's powerful enough, big enough. I think he's able to start a God conversation by the end of the season. We just got to be there. We just got to be there. Psalms 96.3 says, publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Romans 1.16 says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. Um, there are times that we get into a situation where we don't know how we're going to present our story of Jesus Christ. And you, you, there are many times that I can't say Jesus. There, there are many times that I'm very careful when I sit in front of school administrations, how I come across. In fact, I actually have a public nonprofit. One of the things on the table is called Impact 24-7. It's my public uh, uh, organization. That's how a lot of times I approach schools. I'm not, that way I'm not connected to a, a faith base. I could get into schools that are completely closed. Um, in fact, two schools in Oregon have opened up by using Impact 24-7. Now we have youth pastors on that school campus where before they were closed. That's why I use it. Um, Side note, we're actually getting ready to do a huge launch with Impact 24-7 in Las Vegas, Sin City, uh, and doing school assemblies there in over 300 schools in Las Vegas School District. Um, that one's my hobby. <laughs> but uh, um, in Idaho, uh, it's very much LDS, very much Mormon. Uh, a lot of the schools you can't get onto unless you're part of the local Mormon church. Uh, one school district 
uh, Grace School District is 98% LDS. There's 160 students, K through 12. 150 go to the local Mormon church. They don't believe in what we believe in. And I had this meeting with the principal and the superintendent of the school district, um, very much high, high up in the leadership of the Mormon church. And uh, I'm sitting there and our local Assemblies of God pastor already revealed to them that I was a Assemblies of God minister, missionary. And uh, so he's telling me as we're coming to the school, I'm like, Pastor Scott, the door might already be shut before we even start. That's why I have Impact 24-7, <laughs> you know? And, and uh, so we're sitting there and in the very first five minutes of the meeting, the, the two school administrators are, are fishing. They're, they're, they're asking me, so you said that you do school adoption projects, school assemblies, who are you gonna use in our community? Who are you gonna work with if, you, if we were to do something with you? Who are you gonna use? And, and they're waiting for me to say, well, not the LDS. <laughs> and I said, anyone, anyone. And they're, they're looking at me with this puzzled look and they say, well, I out of nowhere, something rose up within me. And I, I looked at him, I said, okay, all cards on the table. I was like, okay, what did I just say? <laughs> all cards on the table. My ultimate Desire is that every single one of your students come to know the one true God, Jesus Christ. And then I was like, what did I just say? <laughs> I said, we have a short window of your students all gathered together to make sure they succeed in life. I think we could come on the same page. I don't want to see another student commit suicide. I don't want to see another dropout. I don't want to hear about another teen pregnancy, another student hooked on drugs. I think we have a common desire. I said, my God is big enough that will take care of the spiritual side of things. And I watched these two school administrators, they're sitting at the table, they were taking notes, and they heard that, and they, they kind of look at me, they put their pencils down, sat back, crossed their arms. I'm like, oh, dear Jesus, dear Jesus. And then they smiled and nodded their heads and they said, okay, I think we could work together. I drove away and I, it was a long drive. Uh, it was down Southeast Idaho. I was driving home to Albany, Oregon. And the whole time I'm thinking, what just happened? And God reminded me of the story, which we all have if you are actively living out your faith, you'll, you'll recognize this story. It's one of my favorite. In fact, Wednesday night I was asked, what's my favorite passage or my favorite story in the Bible? It's the story of Paul in front of King Agrippa. Paul was brought, he was, he was imprisoned and the Pharisees brought him before King Agrippa. And the Pharisees were about to lay out all of Paul's crimes and King Agrippa stopped the Pharisees and says, no, I want to hear from Paul himself. Paul lays out his whole story, his whole, whole testimony, uh, how, how God encountered him on the road to Damascus. And then he says this, he says, how could I stay silent? 
Church, we have times in our life that we go through life situations that we can look at their, their dirt under the hood. But God takes our hands and walks them through, the, through us, through those situations, through, through doctor's reports, through financial issues, through job loss, through tough times, relationships, whatever it is. God walks with us through the valley and walks us to the end of the valley so that we can live out our faith through that time and so that the world could see how we trust and lean on our Savior and our Creator, Jesus Christ. So that the times that we're in front of situations like in front of a King Agrippa moment, that we could stand up for what God has done for us. And that's what we encourage students to do. Students reaching students. And that's why I encourage you as a church to do. Be involved. Live out your Jesus story. Reach the lost. Pursuits coming up. 100 lives will be changed for eternity. And you could be a part of that. Be involved. Once again, thank you so much. As a missionary, we can't do what we do without churches coming alongside. Many times, like on Wednesday morning, when I, when I sit there in front of a principal and the principal says, here, plan the whole school assembly. You know what I think about? I don't think about, I don't think about myself. I, I really, truly, on the bottom of my heart, I think about the churches that have sent me and allowed me to be in that spot. It's churches that support us that is reaching the schools. It's the churches that support us is the ones that helped reach and touch a seventh grade girl's life a few months ago. It's not me. It's you guys. You're doing it. You're reaching the million students. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much.